All right, my friends, welcome back to the Freestyle Way, a podcast where we talk about maximizing life. And today's episode is about exactly that, the concept of maximizing life itself and what it means to me. In a nutshell, for myself, maximizing life is about taking full advantage of the time that one has on this planet and really making every second count. The question is, how does one do this? I personally was very fortunate to grow up in a caring and loving environment where both my parents were around and I got to enjoy being the middle child of five where I had the benefit of having an older brother and an older sister and at the same time have a younger brother and a younger sister. I was born in the U.S. and I got to experience at a very young age the land of opportunity and I got to grow up in Spain where it was a country that was coming out of a dictatorship. Not to mention that both my parents were Swedish and therefore there was this injected culture that was very uh, egalitarian in nature and it was humble and where bragging was really not the MO. Although I had what uh, one would consider uh, an easy life, there was always this fire inside of me, this curiosity, this drive to reach higher levels of performance. And I was always eager to uh, taking my abilities to the next level. And, and not just my abilities, but also my knowledge and my relationships. And I've always been infatuated with this notion of success, which uh, made me unafraid to uh, put in the work to make something happen. And as a kid, uh, as I was striving for success, I built this mental model of what success looked like. And for me, I, of course, was influenced by the media. And I saw those who were successful as those who were living the dream. And these people who are usually successful on paper... Uh, I believe that they were the ones who were taking full advantage of what they had. In other words, they were really maximizing life and therefore they must have felt satisfied. They, they, they must be feeling complete, fulfilled, or even at peace. But then of course you hear the stories in the news of how the rich and the famous, the ones who seem to be bound to be great and those who have become great or accomplished the most in life on paper tend to live in a state of struggle, a struggle that is presented as uh, dealing with mental health, uh, maybe dysfunctional relationships, uh, dealing with addiction, and in some cases these struggles are so severe that they unfortunately end up in death. And at a small scale, I could relate to this struggle as I got to experience some success as a young athlete myself. And uh, I was also in a constant level of dissatisfaction, a constant state of dissatisfaction in my performance as I uh, was trying to become better every day and I was exposed to the daily failure. And this sense of dissatisfaction was actually of value for me because it brought home the notion that maximizing one's performance in sport or life wasn't solely based on one's effort and reaching a certain level of success, but rather feeling fulfilled in the process itself and hopefully upon arrival, if that 
ever happened. Where I come from, the the world of sport, the world of gymnastics, it's not uncommon to be surrounded by very competent individuals that are considered high-level performers. And in some cases, these high-level performers can be perceived almost as entitled, which is something that is not unique to me. Even the greats like Michael Jordan discussed this as a problem in his sport in an interview that he did for ABC back in the day. So much. Uh, but the kids today, it, they're being given things that they haven't earned. And I don't want to seem like an old school, traditional, bitter type of guy. Uh, you ask me and I'm, I'm telling you, that I think the game is being cheated because of the success that's being given prior to them earning it. Simple as that. I imagine this sense of entitlement which is seen among some of the top performers in different sports and industries has little to do with their talents, but rather the flawed feedback system or strategy that exists around it. And this is something that British-American author and motivational speaker Simon Sinek defines as a failed parenting strategy. So many in this generation um, have been subject to what has been described as a failed parenting strategy. Many of them were raised being told that they were special and that they can have whatever they want just because they want it. Many of them got into advanced classes in schools not because they necessarily deserved it, but because their parents complained. And then may have even gotten better grades, not because they earned them, but because the teachers didn't want to deal with the parents. Um, And then they graduate and they get a job and instantly they discover they're not special. And instantly they discover that you can't have whatever you want just because you want it. You get nothing for coming in last, and your parents can't help you get a promotion. I've even heard stories of parents complaining that their kids didn't get a promotion. I've heard stories of parents filling out job applications. But in an instant, many in this generation have their entire self-image completely shattered immediately. And what that results in is it shakes their self-confidence. In a sad yet comical example of the product of a failed parenting strategy, recently there was a video that went viral after a trust fund baby was on the Dr. Phil show with her mom and was told to get a job. I think the best thing would be to start with a job. No. Yeah, absolutely she needs a job. No! (laughs) (laughs) It becomes pretty obvious in the process of reaching success that one can't just hide behind their talents or, in this case, their parents' money and protection. One must really put in the work themselves. The question we must ask ourselves is, what are we really working for? Well, according to the behavioral psychologists such as Abraham Maslow and modern life coaches such as Tony Robbins, what's really behind our work, our efforts, are needs. And The work that we are putting in is to get these needs met. For Robbins, he suggests that there are six human needs, which he presented in a TED Talk back in the day. So very quickly, six needs. Let me tell you what they are. First one, certainty. Now, these are not goals or desires. These are universal. Everyone needs certainty that they can avoid pain, at least be comfortable. Now, how do you get it? Control everybody, develop a skill, give up, smoke a cigarette. If you got totally certain, ironically, even though we all need that, like you're not certain about your health or your children or money, 
you don't think about much more. You're not sure the ceiling's going to hold up. You're going to listen to any speaker. But while we go for certainty differently, if we get total certainty, we get what? What do you feel if you're certain? You know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. What would you feel? Bored out of your mind. So God, in her infinite wisdom, (laughs) gave us a second human need, which is uncertainty. We need variety. We need surprise. How many of you here love surprises? Say I. Bullshit. You like the surprises you want. <laughs> the ones you don't want, you call problems, but you need variety. Third human need, critical, significance. We all need to feel important, special, unique. You can get it by making more money. You can do it by being more spiritual. You can do it by getting yourself in a situation where you put more tattoos and earrings in places humans don't want to see. Now, you can get significance a million ways, but to be significant, you got to be unique and different. Here's what we really need. Connection and love, fourth need. We all want it. Most people settle for connection because love's too But here's what's true. We need it. We can do it through intimacy, through friendship, through prayer, through walking in nature. If nothing else works for you, get a dog. Don't get a cat, get a dog. Because if you leave for two minutes, it's like you've been gone for six months when you show back up again five minutes later, right? Now, these first four needs, every human finds personalities. But the last two needs, the first four needs are called the needs of the personality is what I call it. The last two are the needs of the spirit. And this is where fulfillment comes. You won't get fulfillment from the first four. You'll figure a way, smoke, drink, do whatever, meet the first four. But the last two, number five, you must grow. And the reason we grow, I believe, is so we have something to give a value. Because the sixth need is to contribute beyond ourselves. Because we all know, corny as it sounds, the secret of living is giving. We all know life's not about me, it's about we. This culture knows that. This room knows that. And it's exciting. So in listening to Tony Robbins, it's obvious that these are like a ladder that we must climb. And that at the top of that ladder lies success. And that success is expressed in a a sense of fulfillment. And this is something that Simon Sinek says that the statistics are in agreement with. You know why the statistics say that over 90% of people don't feel fulfilled by the work they do? It's not because of the job, it's not because of the pay, it's not because of the benefits. It's because we don't help each other anymore. We sit in our cubes and we work. And anything that we turn to anybody, it's because we need something, we need to get something. And yet we don't put ourselves out there simply for no other reason than to help somebody else. You know what generosity is? Generosity is doing something for someone else expecting nothing in return at no point ever. I did something for him, why won't he help me? It's not an equation. It's designed to help you feel good. And Mother Nature has given us this feeling when we do something for someone else to encourage us to do it. Because when we are in groups, when we are surrounded by people who believe what we believe, trust emerges and our very survival and progress goes up. Sex feels good. It's why we do it. And Mother Nature has provided that it will feel good so that we can do it more, so that we can procreate. That was not an accident, right? Well, the same goes here. That sense of fulfillment that we get was designed so that we'll do it more, so not only will we procreate, but we'll create strong senses of bonds and cultures amongst each other. At this point in the episode, you're probably nodding your head in agreement with what you're hearing, and you're ready to put in work to maximize your own life. But maybe you're feeling a little bit more like the girl on the Dr. Phil show. So bottom line is we're putting in work and the insight that we get from people like Michael Jordan, Tony Robbins, Simon Sinek is that the concept of maximizing life is about going beyond 
your talents and your strengths and realizing that the game of life is about putting in the work towards meeting your needs and sharing what you've learned along the way, which is what brings me now to the behavioral psychologist Scott Geller, who describes the importance of empowerment to be able to do this. And he says that empowerment can be achieved by answering three simple questions. Now, if you want to know if you feel empowered or if your child, your student, your worker feels empowered, ask them three questions. And if they yes, say yes to these three questions, they will feel empowered. And by the way, this is not based on common sense. It's based on research. But you've all been there, so it'll feel like common sense. Question number one, can you do it? Albert Bandura calls it self-efficacy. Do you believe you can do it? Do you have the time, the knowledge, and the training to do what we're asking you to do? If you answer yes, good. Second question, will it work? Albert Bandura calls that response efficacy, believing that the behavior will lead to the ultimate outcome. Third question, is it worth it? So we've had a training question, we've had an educational question, this is the motivational question. Do you believe the consequences, this is about consequences, B.F. Skinner taught us this, selection by consequences. Dale Carnegie quoted B.F. Skinner and said, from the day you were born, everything you did was because you wanted something for doing it. Consequences, is it worth it? And that's that, my friends. That's what I perceive to be the essence of maximizing life and how getting some insight on how the efforts that we're putting in on a daily basis, whether it's in developing some skills or strengths or at work, is all about meeting our own needs. And in the process of meeting our needs, eventually we arrive on the other side where we're able to contribute and share what we've learned along the way. And that's all for this episode of The Freestyle Way, where we talk about maximizing life. I appreciate you guys tuning in, and I look forward to chatting with you guys next time. Peace.